0: In reference to the activities of the week, please look at Wednesday. Wednesday, there will be no evening activities. The care team will meet at 12 o'clock. E-team is planning to meet at 12 o'clock on Wednesday, so please make note of that time change there. Uh, Also, make note of the times that the office will be closed this week. It will be closed on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So um, make note of that. Also, you will see there on the bottom uh, the mission offering to date so make note of that and today during the next hymn we will have a time to uh, bring your uh, mission offering if you haven't done that just yet so that will be our in-gathering hymn want you to be looking for next Sunday and the Sundays to follow. We're going to have some cards in the pews and hopefully have those available to you to update your contact information. And this will be personal contact information as well as family contact information. So we're going to ask you to take those and fill them out and drop them off at the welcome desk uh, starting next week when you see those coming. But be prepared to do that. That way we can update our records and know how to contact folks. We've been having a little issue with that with folks who've changed phone numbers or dropped a home phone number using uh cell phones only or changing the email address and those kind of things so we just want to make sure that we have uh, up-to-date contact information so be looking for that again what a joy it is to worship together this time of year we're glad to, to see each one of you want to make note and many of you may have seen the sign out front but we were honored to receive the business appearance award for a uh, this month, December twenty fifteen, from the town of Bowen Springs. So we're thankful for all those that made that happen. For those who take care of our tree and the luminaries, and I even uh, text Jamie Lee. I said, "Hey man, I think you got a hand in that because you keep our grass from getting crazy." So, uh, but we are are thankful to to receive that. So thanks to all those that make that happen. Let's continue to worship this morning.
1: never forget our first visit here when we sat down right behind Sybil and Ed Beeson and the girls met Barbara Green on the way to the restroom. They along with so many of you took the time to greet us and you were not just friendly you were sincere in your enthusiasm to see us here that day. It has been our custom to visit a few different churches when moving to a new town but we want you to know that our family was at such peace that God had placed us Where he wanted us to be that we unanimously decided that we did not need to visit anywhere else thank you for showing god's love to us during a time of upheaval in our lives thank you for the gift of peace you gave to us in 2015.
2: so as we celebrate christ's birth we were reminded that he came to give us peace we would like to share some scriptures about god's peace with you this morning using a popular christmas analogy christmas past present and future Christmas of the past, as God had sent his son, and we must never forget that he came for us.
1: Isaiah 9, 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Luke two thirteen through 14 Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared, with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men, on whom his favor rests.
2: In Christmas present, Jesus knew he would live in times of unrest and we would need his peace.
1: Psalm twenty nine eleven: The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. John 16, 13. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world.
2: And in Christmas future, in his word, God gives us glimpses of his future kingdom.
1: Isaiah 11, 6. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a
2: little child will lead them. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be in your house this morning to praise and honor your name. We thank you for each family represented here this morning and pray a special blessing upon them. We thank you for this church and the community that has opened its arms and welcomed us in that we may too enjoy the hope love joy and peace that you have provided for us all most of all we want to thank you for your son we thank you for the grace mercy and forgiveness that you provide to us all through him let us never forget forget the great and wonderful sacrifice you've made on our behalf as we continue this holiday season let us share your message with all those we come in contact with let them see you through our actions and words and give them the same opportunity to experience the hope Love, joy, and peace that you so graciously offer to everyone. Let us know we always have hope because we have someone who showers us with unconditional love and is standing with open arms whenever we are ready. I pray we all experience joy and peace in knowing that you have conquered death, the fight is won, and you are preparing a place for us in heaven. It's in Jesus' most heavenly and precious name I pray. Amen.
3: Amen.
4: Family's faith. and also a testimony of the love and the hospitality of this congregation. So now we have the opportunity to share that love and that hospitality around the world as we take our in gathering for world missions. Um, our hymn will be hymn number 87. And as, um, as Roger begins to play the introduction to the hymn, please feel forward to come, feel free to come forward. And um, the GAs will be here at the front now with their baskets. Uh, Hymn number 87, Joy to the World.
5: invite the children to come to the steps. Good morning. How are y'all today? I'm sorry you got two more days of school, but by this time next week, excitement will be over, won't it? I have a scripture this morning. It's from 1 Corinthians 1, 7. You have every gift from God, while you wait for our lord jesus to come again. Under your tree, it's time. What kind of presents do you have? What kind? Wrapped ones. Do they look like this? They are a little different, aren't they? What's wrong with this one? It's wrapped and tied with different materials. Well, you know, there's a song. How many of you know about the song they sing in The Sound of Music that says my favorite things? Avery, is there a verse in that song that says something about my box? How about brown paper package tied up with string? Brown paper package tied up with string. Well, what if I put this present under your tree? Would you open it first or last? First. First. Wow. I probably wouldn't. Because, see, it's not shiny. It's not got a pretty bow on it or anything. But you know what? This is the way Jesus came. Plain. Not fancy. Not wearing a crown. Not wrapped in shiny paper. Mary came riding on a donkey. Joseph was a carpenter. Nobody had room for them. So Joseph and Mary slept in the stables, and Jesus was born in a manger. King of kings and Lord of lords, but he was just like us. But he wasn't fancy, and he didn't have lots of sparkle like a king of kings should. But you know what Jesus is to us? Jesus is God's greatest gift, and it doesn't have to be wrapped in fancy paper. It doesn't have to sparkle. It doesn't have to have shiny stuff all over it because Jesus is right here in our heart, and he has given us the greatest gift, and that's love. But he's given us our family, our friends, our home, and those are gifts we can't wrap up, can we? So when you start opening all those fancy presents on Thursday night, maybe, or Friday, remember that the best gift you got, the best gift you'll ever get comes plain, but it comes in your heart, and it's Jesus. And he'll love you forever and ever and ever, and it never has to be taken away. It's always there. And I do hope you have a very Merry Christmas, as I'm sure all of you will. And when we finish, I have something in the basket for each of you to take home and hang on your tree. Can we say a prayer? Dear Jesus, the greatest gift, not only besides you, is the children that look to you for their love They look to you to take care of them and to be their love and Savior. They are so special. Their eyes are so big right now, and they become so excited. But we know the best gift on whatever day it needs to be is the day we celebrate our love for you. And we ask these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.
4: Please stand as we sing hymn number 88, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
6: Good morning once again. I want to say just a brief word of welcome. uh, Also again, Uh, as I was perusing and meandering through the sanctuary this morning, I recognize some of you are home from college and so welcome back home. And some of you are here for family for the holidays. And so we are glad that you've chosen to worship with us here at Bowling Springs Baptist this morning. And we're excited about uh, what God has been doing and what he uh, will continue to do throughout our time of worship this morning. Uh, Be mindful of those that are in need this season, whether it be a material need or whether it be a physical need or other needs, maybe even within your own family, within your neighbors or community, and um, ask the Lord how he would have you to respond uh, to those needs. Let's be also mindful of uh, Robbie Hamrick in South Carolina, who is not doing well at all, and um, many of you know him, uh, the brother of Dale and Willie. And uh, let's continue to keep him in our thoughts and prayers this morning. And I want to give you just a moment to pray for a concern, a need that you may have this morning, whether it's a personal need or a, maybe your burden for someone this morning. We'll give you that opportunity, and then I will lead us in our prayer this morning. Let's pray together. Father, it's good to be in your house once again this day. We were reminded uh, throughout this season in the hymn that we just sang that you are Emmanuel, that you have come to live among us. You have come to live in us, and Father, for that we are grateful. We are thankful for your birth and for your life, for your death, your resurrection, and for the hope that you give to mankind this Christmas. Father, we live in a world today where many in our world need that hope. Father, we watch the news and we're mindful of those with a need in our own country and those around the world, Father, that are looking for a roof over their heads or food on their table. Father, you, we pray that you would use the gifts that we have received this morning for international missions, Father, to bless the world with hope, maybe hope through a literacy program, hope through a food program, hope through uh, missionaries who are in the field all across the world. Father, we pray for their provision. We, f- we pray for their protection, and we pray for, fru- for fruitful ministries. Lord, we're grateful for this church and for the generosity that it exhibits each and every year for international missions. Bless those who are serving you, Father, on the mission field. And Father, help us to be mindful of the mission that you have called us to on our own street or in our classroom or wherever it may be. Father, bless each one here today, each family member, each friend. We're thankful for the beautiful bells and for the carols, for the music, for the organ. Bless our songs and our words, our prayers, and Father, speak to us today as we look to the life of Mary and her response to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
4: Our next hymn is the First Noel, hymn number 85. Please stand as we sing together.
0: How's everybody doing this morning? For those of y'all who don't know me, my name's Lee Bryson, and I'm a sophomore engineering student at UNC Charlotte. Wesley asked me earlier this week to say the offertory prayer. I said, man, I'm supposed to go fishing on Sunday. I said, but you know what? If I skip church and go fishing on Sunday, ain't no way I'm going to catch no fish. Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to come to your house and worship you. As we enter this season of giving, we ask that you allow us to give with a generous and compassionate heart. And remember, it was you who gave the greatest gift of all, your son Jesus, to come and allow us to have everlasting life. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
3: we <laughs>
7: scripture this morning comes from Luke chapter 1 verses 46 through 55 and Mary said my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant for behold from now on all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name
6: I thank the choir and Roger and also Lana Hinkle and the Bells for leading us in worship today. If you do have your Bibles, I would encourage you to have them open to Luke 1, 46 through 55. And Tim, thank you for reading. And uh, Lee, I'm glad you didn't go fishing today. I'm glad you're you're here at worship. But uh, um, it is amazing. I'm gonna talk about that one word on Christmas Eve, amazing. But uh, it is amazing how you can take uh, the simple story It's simple in many ways, but yet so complex in many others of Christ and the way he came into the world and the story that surrounded his birth. And we can sing so many different songs about it and uh, celebrate it in so many different ways. And uh, I hope that his presence, uh, as we think about the word Emmanuel, God with us, I hope that he is truly with you and that he has been born anew in you in each of your hearts this morning. I understand that there was a movie that came out over the weekend. <laughs> you could not be a living, breathing person on this earth right now and not know that. Um, the Star Wars movie came out, I think Thursday night, really. Did it come out at midnight? I'm not sure. But I know some people went to see it Thursday night, according to Facebook. But it's been all the, you know, you can't even go shop in the grocery store. Anything that you buy is wrapped in Star Wars packaging. Uh, but it seems like everything surrounds that. But I'm not talking about that this morning. Um, what I do want to ask you, though, is how many of you this will head into where we're going here but how many of you have enjoyed over the last several years some type of reality TV show let's see a hand all right that's most most people in the room i understand some people either just don't watch any tv or especially don't want to watch any reality tv show and i understand that uh you know this all the phase started i think in 2000 with survivor and i don't know if they're up what they're up to now with episodes but it seems like there's i don't know if is it still going is survivor is it is still going okay um, but, you know there's biggest losers and biggest loser and dancing with the stars and um, one of the ones that came home to us that we did get into we've gotten into a couple over the years, but one of the ones was American Idol and I'm going to mention details but season 5, 2006, and the reason I know all the details surrounding this is that Renee had already went to the hospital once uh, earlier in this week of season 5 uh, in the spring of 2006. Uh, thinking that Aiden was coming into the world. Well, the doctors in the hospital sent her home. Well, it was a night or two later, and um, Aiden was, we were pretty sure, was coming into the world very soon. And we waited another 20 minutes before we left because we needed to see who was voted off um, (laughs) in, in season five. Uh, I am still mad, some of you will remember these names, but I am still mad that Chris Daltrey was eliminated in week three, and I see a lot of head shaking. Uh, he went on to become the most successful person that year, but it was Ta- Ta- Taylor Hicks, was that his name? And, and uh, McPhee, Catherine McPhee, and um, uh, uh, Kaylee, Kelly Pickler, is that, that the right name was in it? She was in Shelby here this summer, and also Mandisa, who has uh, blessed our ears on Christian radio so one of the main reasons behind success of reality TV is supposedly these are people just like you and me who um, are, are common people who, uh, you know, the, the script is unscripted. You know, they, they go into this show. You don't know who's going to win. You don't know the outcome. And so we're all glued to the TV. And, you know, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? And supposedly more, some are more scripted than others, but supposedly it's unscripted. And so yet we go and we watch and our eyes are glued to the TV. It's exciting to watch an unscripted program. Some things in our service this morning have been unscripted. We had our plan, you know, and um, and, and they go kind of off script sometimes. And that's okay. Uh, It makes things exciting. But what happens when our planned out, scripted life that we have written for ourselves begins to go off script and begins to fall apart? What happens when our lives become the reality show and when our plans for life or the lives of our kids begin to go in a different direction and we don't know what will happen next? What do we do? How do we respond? To whom do we respond and to whom do we look to? This is what happened to Mary in today's reading. Imagine how Mary felt. The angel had left, had announced this great news, And the angel had left, Gabriel, uh, and Mary is now left with her thoughts, with her emotions, which were mixed, so young, in the betrothal or engagement phase. Uh, It says betrothed, and that's a little more serious than our engagement. This would not be broken off. If it was broken off, it would be more like what we think of today as divorce. She was in the betrothal phase of her marriage to Joseph, but still not yet married. Who could she tell? How would things play out with her parents? How would things play out with Joseph? These were big questions, unscripted questions. Mary's life is not playing out the script that she had written, and yet how does she respond? Luke 1, 46-55, which I appreciate Tim reading that this morning, tells us she responded with worship rather than worry. She responded with worship rather than worry. Than worry. Luke 1:46 begins a song that she sang in response to this news. We refer to it I did the other week as the Magnificat, which is the first word in the Latin translation, uh, where it talks about, Mary extols the Lord, she magnifies the Lord." So after she's received this news, Mary said, "My soul exalts the Lord, My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has had regard for the humble state of his bondslave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me. Blessed, God has been mindful of her, it says she, in scripture. She considered herself a nobody, yet God has done great things for this teenage Jewish girl. Scripture tells us that she's sang, holy is his name. Holiness, holiness means to be set apart. It's a statement of great reverence and great worship. She begins to sing the things the Lord has done. She talks about in verse 50, extended mercy. Verse 51, that mighty are his deeds that he's scattered the proud, the thoughts of the proud. He's lifted up the, hum, the humble. He's filled the hungry and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has helped Israel in verse 54. We often struggle with the thought Mary has about God. Does he really lift up the humble? We may be able to, to come up with um, numerous examples of when this doesn't happen, when this doesn't seem to work, but the consistent teaching of scripture is that God does settle the score, whether it's in this life, or the next. I read this week that we may have to wait for God's redemption, but it will arrive. This is the, the, uh, the sense behind Mary's song. She has waited for God to do this. The people of Israel have waited a long time for this news. And now God is fulfilling the prophecies of the old Testament. He is accomplishing his purposes through her In a study, uh, an old youth study that I remember by a lady named Margaret Feinberg, she asked uh, those in the class or what I was reading uh, uh, a question. And I wanna ask that of you this morning. If you had a piece of paper and on that piece of paper on the front, you were asked to list three or five things that had been significant in your past. These are big life events. Some of these were joyous occasions, the birth of a child, a wedding. Hopefully that was a joyous occasion. Uh, you know, uh, a new home, a career, uh, you know, advancement, uh, maybe a raise, whatever it may be, but some good things from your past, but they may also be some things that have shaped your past. Uh, It may have been the loss of a loved one. It may have been uh, a very difficult time in your life, but three or four or five events, if you're writing act one, if you will, on one page of these events that have shaped and made you who you are today. Uh, one of those things I haven't shared in, in, in great detail with the church yet, but about nine years ago now, one year, uh, in the course of just a few months, I was moving ministry. Um, that was probably the lowest on the, on the, to- on the uh, rankings of, of things on, in my list that summer. But uh, and within just a few months and in the course of a summer, uh, I was moving ministry positions. I, my mom had passed away unexpectedly uh, by an accident in Hendersonville nine years ago. And my life was changed forever at that moment. And um, I was also recovering from a very serious eye surgery. Uh, I remember uh, hesitating to go because the doctors had said, you can't go up and down mountains with this uh, gas permeable bubble that was in my eye because of a uh, detached retina that I'd had, had. And so I'm dealing with uh, needing to go to Hendersonville. And I think I'll be okay to go over the mountains, but I'm not sure because of the change in elevation. I'm changing ministry, uh, right now in my life and I'm beginning a new place of ministry. I wasn't leaving the home that I was in physically, but beginning something new in ministry. And these were things that shaped my life. They weren't pleasant, but the script that I had written for my life over the course of those three, four, five months had changed significantly. And these, this was a new script that I wasn't writing that was going to change my life from this point forward. On the other side of the paper, let me ask you to do this, and you may think about this later or may, may actually want to do it. But on the other side of the paper, if I were to ask you to write the script for your act two, for these next 10, 15, 20 years, what are some things that you hope to accomplish? What are some things that you hope to, uh, maybe it's a new home, maybe it is a marriage for some in here, maybe it is some children, maybe it is grandchildren. Maybe it's a new home. Maybe, again, it's a career advancement. Maybe it's retirement for some of you. But if I were to ask you to write down the script for the next 10 to 15 to 20 years of your life, the act two, if you will, what will that look like? And how will you respond if that script doesn't play out the way that you had hoped it would? Mary was a young teenage girl. Scripture tells us and leads us to believe that she was a young teenage Jewish girl And the script that she had written for her life changed dramatically with this angel. Scripture tells us it was the the top guy, it was Gabriel, who said, sent from God. Uh, We also know he visited um, um, Elizabeth as well. And she hears this news that she will bear the Savior. And the angel says on more than one occasion do not be afraid, do not be terrified. I want to encourage you and challenge each of you this morning as we approach, as you approach the act two of our lives and we think about the things that we would like to accomplish or the things that we hope to happen in the next phase or next act of our life. Some of those things will follow the script and some of those things will not follow the script. You will need to hear the voice of Gabriel that Mary heard that says, do not be afraid. And you and I will also be challenged. Much like Mary responded to the Lord, will we respond in worship or will we respond in worry? Mary says again at the beginning of the chapter, My soul exalts the Lord. After hearing this news that her script is going to change, she says, My soul exalts the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in the God. Uh, and God my Savior, for he has, regard, he has regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time now, all generations will count me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. She responded to this new script with worship. When God is the center of our lives, we come back to worship in the midst of the unexpected. In the midst of the adjustments we never thought we would have to make, we come back to worship. If we choose to not worship, the only other option is worry. Worship or worry? Which do we choose when we are in a tough situation? Worship is about proclaiming that God is worth more than you. As long as you and I can script our lives, we don't really need to worship. I'm going to say that again. As long as you and I can script our lives, we really don't need to worship. Some verses that will help us in dealing with life when God changes our script. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a verse that meant a lot to me in high school, in college, and still very much so does today. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So when those paths go off script, whom do we look and whom do we put our trust? Matthew six thirty three seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Are you seeking first his kingdom this Christmas? Are you seeking first his kingdom when it comes to these next 10, 15, 20 years, when it comes to this act two. Philippians 4, 6, Paul reminds us that we should talk with God when the script changes and when things aren't going according to plan. He says, be anxious for nothing. <laughs> That's easier said than done, I'll confess. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. God doesn't promise to always let us have an easy life, but He does promise His guidance and He does promise us His presence. Have you given the next act of your life to God? It may go as planned, it may not. But if it doesn't, what will your response be? And are you willing to allow him to direct your paths? This baby Jesus we celebrate today has come and he calls us to follow, he calls us to trust, and he wants us to have he wants to have your heart and your mind and your life. Is your life committed to him today? Don't miss Jesus this Christmas in the midst of all the decorations and the lights and the parties. Don't miss him. Have you trusted in him? And are you willing and are you allowing your life to be guided by him? Can you worship him when the script is not going as planned? This next year, the script will go as planned for some of you in some things. But most likely, at some point, it's going to go off script. And when it does, it is my hope and prayer that we will look to him and worship like Mary did here in Luke one father we thank you for your presence we thank you for your guidance in our lives lord sometimes we're the ones who go off script and then sometimes it's just a matter of life and the plan that you may have for us that begins to go off script but lord however that may happen or occur father help us whether we're on script or off script to look to you to respond as Mary that you were holy And that, Father, that no matter what happens to us in this life, and as hard as things can be sometimes, we're going to look to you, and we're going to worship you, and we're going to praise you because we simply can't help ourselves. Father, we're thankful for the birth story that we have here in Scripture. We're thankful for a Savior who is now among us, with us, in us. Have your will in our lives today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're here today and the Lord has moved in you and maybe you'd like to train or maybe church membership, you'd like to talk with us about joining the fellowship here at Bowling Springs. We would be glad to receive you. Let's stand and sing.
4: Please stand as we sing hymn number 93.
6: standing for just a moment and as a part of our benediction today i'm going to call ari bottoms down here to join me as we have we begin our service with what we call the in gathering it's a time where we support uh, missionaries and uh, people throughout our world who uh, take the message of christ uh, to all mankind we have missionaries who go out all over the world we also have those who go out and serve in local churches and uh, many of you know Ari Bottoms better than maybe than I know Ari Bottoms, uh, but uh, better better than you know. Um, but uh, you know Ari has been special to our family, and Aiden loves him as a Sunday school teacher, and uh, always enjoyed talking with him and and. Uh, uh, the Lord has been working in Ari's life and has uh, prepared an opportunity for him. And next Sunday, or is it well, next Sunday, the 1st of January, first of January. First of January, Ari will be beginning as the minister of children and youth at Union Baptist. Mm-hmm. Is it what? Is it in what community? Well, it's, it's,
2: in, it's between Popeville and Long. It, you know, between
6: Pokeville and Long. Upper
2: Cleveland County.
6: Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, uh, I think this is a special time for our church. Um, and I, I shared with some this week. I said, you know, I would. I would be, and please understand the spirit in which I say this, Ari and church, uh, you know, I would love to be sending people out every month, you know, uh, to serve as youth ministers and to serve as pastors and to serve as missionaries and to serve in some capacity. And so here we have a special opportunity where Ari is will be doing this and beginning in a new place in a couple of weeks. And so Ari, we want you to know that we'll be praying for you and thinking of you and um, we will be mindful and, and supportive in any way that we can be. So. Let's have, as our benediction, a prayer for for Ari, and um, thank you for being here this morning. (laughs) Father, we thank you um, for this day of worship, for the things that have went according to script and the things that that haven't. Lord, we worship you this day. We thank you for Ari. We thank you for his family. Uh, Lord, we ask for your blessings on his ministry. We ask for your blessings on his family. We pray, Father, that he would continue to help others to know the love of God, that he would help others to be better equipped to share the love of God with others and to demonstrate that in the world in which we live. Father, bless him now as he goes from this place and help him to feel the support of this church and, Father, most of all, your presence. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. amen.